I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean. I'm also with Laura Solon. Oh, good morning. Yeah, so uh, it's the first time Mm. we've ever had the um, one man, two two ladies combo Mm. on the show. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm looking forward to it. Who's going to be Paula Wilcox and who's going to be Sally Thompson? I'll let you sort that out between oh, okay. yourselves. There's a slight Girls of the Playboy Mansion vibe as well. Thank you very slight much one. for that. Yeah, it's a bit early in the morning. My face is a bit, uh, you know, it's, it takes a while for it to settle. I've still got some pillow lines down the side of the face. I hate that. They yeah. linger more and more as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's like I've... Um, it looks like pleats on the side <laughs> yeah. of my face. It's like, it looks, one side of my face in the morning looks like half a red gym skirt. Yeah. Good morning. And uh, <laughs> Laura is a friend of the show as well, really. Oh, well, God, I mean, we've gone jingle crazy. She's most definitely a friend of the show. And uh, mm. she has uh, sat in on many occasions, and it's, it's always lovely to see you've you. You've got biscuit, chocolate biscuits this time. Did we not have chocolate biscuits before? We don't normally have them for me. Oh. I'm just saying. No. I've never no. had a chocolate biscuit before. No, but you won't. Uh, I don't think you do carbs anymore, do no, you? No, not really. No. Oh. Only in moderation. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I think since we won a Sony in, yeah. the, in the interim. Yeah. And, um, or was it an interim? <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, since then that the chocolate biscuits are they're on the other side of the desk to me, so could be anything over there for all I know. I think I saw a tiger prawn a couple of weeks ago. But, that was left uh, over from when David Essex was here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love's takeaway. Does he? Mm. Um, <laughs> it'll get better. <laughs> don't switch up. Don't switch up. Oh, that's four now down to. <laughs> So I um I've had a strange all week. I'll be I'll be perfectly frank with you. <laughs> I know. Um, I um my girlfriend's been away this week. Oh yeah. So you know you get to play at being a single. Yeah. Mm. I think I think you've been. Uh, yes. My 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 partner Dan mm. is away as well. I think actually they're away in the same city. I'm wondering if this is very convenient. Oh, they're, both, they're both in Edinburgh. No, no. My girlfriend was, um, she was in Cheltenham. Oh, really? That's what she told me. But sure. now, obviously, <laughs> you put doubt in my mind. Has she been seen? She was in Narm, that's what she said. Yeah. In Narm? Yeah. But it, gave, it gives you a bit of freedom, it does. doesn't it? It I does. I, I got my Hawaiian shirt out, which, uh, if I wear an Hawaiian shirt when, when Kat's around, she gives me such... T- First of all, she has a general blanket rule that she doesn't like a short sleeve shirt is that right on 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 me mm. right and but an hawaiian sh- i mean i've got some i saw i actually bought in honolulu lovely you know i actually do the inverse of that huh? when when my husband's away i i do what i call a bit of a wardrobe cull and i i throw away his t-shirts that do i you? don't like but no, they're, they're, the, just, ba- <laughs> they're the bad T-shirts that have shrunk and risen up. So there's the In your opinion, he well, was very fond of that Lindisfarne. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing him a favour. Yeah, that Lindisfarne too. <laughs> I think you know Gaza turned up on the last night and they did the fog on the tie. Honestly, there wasn't a, a dry eye in the house. I, I think I'm doing him a, a loving act of I'd support. Be, if, honestly, I, I would go ballistic. He doesn't notice ever. Really? So they can't be How that. How many t-shirts does he own? Your uh, partner. We call him your 12, partner. partner upwards of twelve. Yeah, but I think that he's taken the t-shirts with him that he likes. So well, no, but not all of them, surely. Yeah, anyway, most of them. I wouldn't. God, you've got. I think you sound a bit Jerry Halliwell to me. If you don't mind me saying to me, but that's <laughs> why is that Jerry Halliwell? Pa- apparently, Jerry Halliwell. Yes. I mean, I'm not one to gossip. Oh, I am. No. Yeah. But um, when I, this might not be true. Can I say if, uh, if anyone, if anyone uh, of a legal nature is listening? <laughs> Um, but I was told that when in, during a brief thing with um, Chris Evans, when you know yeah. she fell madly in love with him, that he mm. uh, 
that's what he got in one day and there was some new clothes in the wardrobe and some old clothes had disappeared and she said I think these are more I don't more buy new no. clothes to replace the ones no no away. but if you are I'm sure if you had Jerry's money you'd, you'd do that as well yeah but uh, yeah so what about that because yeah. she bought me uh, white Calvin Klein pants did she as, uh, Jerry just, yeah Jerry did mm. yeah just out the blue <laughs> that was the be- beginning of uh, the end yeah <laughs> well, it, no actually come to think of it it was just the end <laughs> But, uh, so Frank, I've got this vision of you now. You've you've cracked out the Hawaiians. Yeah. You've got your Club Tropicana shirt on. Well, no, my, I got my best Hawaiian out. Oh, okay. I've got the one with the coconut buttons because you can get the cheap. <laughs> can, no, but you can get the cheap plastic. These are actually made from coconut. Honestly, I remember I went to Dodley Zoo in it. The chimpanzees were throwing themselves against the bars. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that, but as a sound effect, can I see if I can simulate it? Actually, there's, there's obviously the normal shriek, <laughs> but then then the sound of being winded. <laughs> so <it> goes, <laughs> but you need a bit of the bar as well. <laughs> well. I don't know if that's quite in the right. Very elaborate. That that, that thing. I thought that would ring in a metallic way. It turned out to be some sort of hard plastic thing. Oh, you... oh it's a fire fire alarm, you say. <laughs> Did you team it with a snug brief or <laughs> snug get out? Brief. <laughs> Go on, right? No, right, right out. No, right out. Keep. Um, no, I, I, I do. I, I, I'm at that point because we're going to Edinburgh next week. The show moves up to Edinburgh for a couple of weeks next week, uh, uh, three weeks in fact. I am. Um, I'm wearing my not so good pants because I want to take my mm. nice pants with me. You know that thing you have to do before you go away anywhere. Yeah. Don't know if girls do this. I'm going to learn so much about girls today. I like this. It's like being a gay best friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. You know that one, on, uh, on you. that one on that one on Terry, who who does the longest lingering on any. I know. Tell me about <laughs> it. Oh, Harry. Is that what he's called? Mm. He's. Uh, I'm calling him uh, a strange character. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I also, um, it meant that I had the freedom to um, have the telly on loud. Lovely. Mm. Because I don't, I don't know if I am going deaf, but Kathy's been things saying on louder. to me a lot. Mm. Coming, she goes, the other night she came and she went, oh, God, that's loud. You have to turn it down. It's, it's making me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I end up, I can't hear half the things that are... She's talking I, about your shirt. <laughs> it's very loud that show. <laughs> no, but it's got to the point where I'm, I'm watching Hollyoaks with the signing man at the front. It's my it's my only hope of, of getting any uh, any dialogue out of it. We'll be we'll be back after this. I was going to say that I've never said that before. No. In three years of presenting the show, we'll be back after this. Who would have thought professionalism is seeping in like water going into a sinking ship? This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, yes, so uh, yes, so we were just talking about... Um, I, I think I'd call it, if, if I had to give it a, a term, I'd call it partner oppression. Mm. Those little, simple, <laughs> harmless pleasures that you're just not allowed to do. And it's not necessarily a strict rule, sometimes it's just a look. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's often a look. Um, Frank, you've had a text in already. Frank, what, what an eight twelve fifteen. Yes, we this have. Is f- <laughs> I, I can't believe this is actually an instruction. Celebration. This is an instruction to Laura to be careful throwing the fella's clothes out. Yeah. Referring to Mr. Laura as the fella. Yeah. Um, my missus threw a shirt of mine out. It had fourteen hundred quid in the pocket. Or is that just what she said? I don't like money in a shirt pocket either. No. no. Oh, you think sleazy. she found it and then yeah. said, oh, no, I threw, I threw that shirt, shirt out. <laughs> shirt yeah. out yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking what, of clothes, what do you think of my mint coat? <laughs> <laughs> mint coat. Can I just, if ever I betrayed my age... Are they quid? Oh, there. It was when I saw... I took the image of a mink <laughs> coat as the height of luxury. <laughs> Incredibly politically incorrect. Yeah. Can I say, I'm, I meant um, fake fur coat. Yeah, faux fur he meant. Faux fur. Mm. Yes. Um, I'd like to know what little pleasures um, our um, our listeners have had um, suppressed mm. or oppressed Opress, by their partners. Yeah. Why don't they text us on eight twelve fifteen? Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't a rhetorical question. Why don't they? <laughs> you know, the thing I had, uh, of course, I had completely free range on the TV remote, which mm. is you realise how many things you watch you don't really want to watch, just as a kind of a compromise. You end up spending a night in neither of you watching what you want to watch. Yeah. Because Kath wants to watch, you know, come dine with me basically all night. She likes a reality show. 
And then so do I. I, I managed to do um, to uh, the Nazis a warning from history back to back. Did you? That's freedom. Well, obviously, not, not, <laughs> not in its content, it isn't, but in, in the freedom to watch you. Oh, I love the Nazis uh, a warning from history. My, do you know my dad's best friend made that? So we watched I, that. I wonder where that was going. <laughs> best friend was a Nazi, really. I know I name drop, but not yeah. to that degree. No, that's why one Christmas we watched that. Everyone else watched The Snowman and we watched The Nazis A Warning From History. Oh, really? It's been an unconventional life in many yeah, respects. there was snow in it when they got to the Eastern Front. Yeah, I don't remember a snowman. There might have been. I like the old, you get the old Nazis on there, still not, still they won't have it. They will not have it even at this stage. You know, this sort of... No, there was one, like, a big white-haired bloke saying, no, but, you know, it was very different, man. You know, like, you know, you, you had to be there. Is it in the Muppet show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you had to be there about National be- Socialist <laughs> Germany. No, you didn't have to be there. That was the point. What else did you get? What was your... Um, did, did you run free in any other way, apart from uh, uh, well, clouds, well, clouds theft? My husband thinks that, that I'm very messy, and he said I was away for three months this year, and he said that when I was away, the flat was 70% tidier. 70%? He put a quantitative he, value on he, a qualitative uh, concept. Did I he think. have a wall chart? Yeah. When you got Mess is relative. It's, 70 it's, yeah, 70%, which is high. It is. Um, so I, 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 I enjoy not having things tidied away when he's oh. away. So I don't think it's messy. I work from home, so it's not it's not mess. It's home office debris. I call it. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. I got me uh, I got me coloured pencils out and did a bit of drawing. Did you? Oh, I tell you, you I, the, are you the, not allowed to draw? I don't know that I'm not allowed. It's, the trouble is, my girlfriend is very good at art, and oh, I, I, I feel a fool. Yeah. I yes. feel a fool drawing around her, and and she still got round back because uh, not deliberately. She tries to encourage me, but I drew. Um, uh, an onion. I drew the same onion about 12 times to try and get it right. So mm-hmm. one of them I was quite pleased with. So so Kath came back and I said, I've been doing a bit of uh, <laughs> bit of drawing. Oh, you've been a while. She said, oh, let's have a look. I said, what do you, what do you think of that? She said, um, is it a contact lens? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, hold on a minute. I said that bit where the brown skin has flaked off and there's like green candy striping. How do you, where would you get that on a contact? I mean, I, it, it really hurt me. But I'll tell you what did make me think. Kath, as, as Emily knows, she mm. wears uh, spectacles or mm. she just goes basically partially sighted. Uh, but she won't wear contact lenses because she said that she can't see them properly and they sting her eyes. I'm now starting to think she's been using onions. <laughs> It, it explains the whole thing. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Laura Solon. We were talking about partner oppression. I think we've, uh, mm. we thought people might text in about the things that their partners won't let them do. It's not really happening, but you never no. know. Surly. You know, six listeners to choose from. <laughs> you thought maybe one maybe of them. they're not allowed to listen to the radio. Maybe that, well, that is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about onions just, by the way. Yes. It's one of nature's failures, don't you think, the onion? The onion. Well, don't get me started on onions. You, you don't know. like onions at all. But the onion, you see, I thought the onion was after. It was after the kind of extra strong mint type mm. thing. But it's it's horrible, in fact. I mean, who could eat, you know? Well, this is what I've always said. Whatever you eat, you have to cloak it with stuff. You have to cloak it with cheese and bread. <laughs> you see, you're eating something. You think, well, I've, I don't actually want to taste it, ideally. Can we can we cover it with other stuff? Stealth food. Horrible. Isn't it lovely to be able to talk about mints again on this show? Because we used to be sponsored by Soft Mint. We had a ban for a while, Laura. Yeah. It was a mint talk, ban. What, any mints apart from Soft Mints? Well, yeah, I mean, I was encouraged to mention Soft yeah, Mints. Dropped the brand. Stubbornly, I didn't. And uh, consequently, I never got any free soft mints, which even though I was promised them by the lady <laughs> from soft mints. Women, <laughs> women lie. So if they're listening now, those people don't want them anymore. <laughs> I'll have a nice onion. <laughs> now, That's Frank, what I'll have. here's a sentence you don't hear uttered that often. Paul Daniels was in the news this week. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, is this the retro section? <laughs> yeah. The leak should have been, speaking of things that make you cry. 
Speaking of brown, sort of flaky <laughs> things no, that make Frank, you... Sorry. Onions have hair, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're incorrect. Well, I think Paul's got a bit round the... Uh, no, he's, he's sans serif I think now. Just around, I think he's got a couple of like circular bits of hair around the antennae, if I remember <laughs> right. Sans rug. Have you seen his antennae? No. <laughs> I mean, he obviously sweeps them back when he's on air. Sweeps them back? He well, does. It's yeah. funny you oh, should say that. A good okay. segue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, this headline was Paul Daniels, the magician, was taken to hospital with head injuries after being hit in the face by a pizza thrown by the puppet Sooty. Discuss. I like the puppet Sooty. Yes. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to Sooty. Well, if they said Sooty, you think, yeah. well, who's that? Who's that? Is that? I mean, it could be the puppet, but... Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... I mean, it's it, apparently he got a bit burnt by... It seems wrong to me that Johnny Marbles gets six weeks and the bear walks free. <laughs> I say walks... Sort of uh, the bottom fringes of him drags across the uh, work surface as he exits. Is what I'm saying. Did you see the pictures, Laura? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I read it online. And um, and I liked what I liked best was a comment at the bottom of the story where someone had written in, "Why can't they just once report the story exactly how it is? The pizza hit Paul on the right side of his head. Brackets, not his eye." Well, I I, I like that. Catchy journalist. I and they had a, a statement, a close associate of um, Sooty. Sweet. Statement. Yeah, we've actually got the... Mm. <laughs> of course he's turned to drink since, <laughs> since the Corbett dynasty has, um, has collapsed. I didn't even know the Corbetts weren't involved with... Uh, no. They no longer have a hand in Sooty not- and Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know they'd gone. It's some some fella called Richard Cadell. Yeah, he's a puppet master as opposed to a puppeteer. Yeah, oh, puppet is he? Is there a difference? Oh, it's, it's like a freester. It's like it a does. Freemasons thing, yeah. isn't it? A yeah. puppet master. Sounds, God, that is yeah. terrifying. What's going to happen is we'll be watching the television one night. We'll go, <laughs> and Richard Cadell will appear and say, "You must give me ten million in diamonds or small bears <laughs> bearing pizzas." We'll march into your cities. Here they come now. Listen to their song. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've, I tell you what troubled me was the pizza itself, because it wasn't a proper pizza. It was a It was a child. It was a bit mum's gone to Iceland, wasn't it? One of those six for a pound frozen ones. No, but it was because it's a child's programme. They used um, they used the child's oh, that pizza. Right? That's that, from you know you know the child's menu. One of my favourite things <laughs> in any restaurant. I once said, oh, I wouldn't mind. No, no, you can't have that. It's on the child's menu. I um. um I experimented with that as a diet once. The Charles oh, menu. Just go Charles menu because the portions are much smaller. <laughs> what a brilliant idea! When I first saw the picture of him, though, I thought, I mean, he looked. I saw Paul <laughs> Daniel's face. I thought it was a proper Nicky Lauder job. I thought, oh my god, it's took it's took it's took, it's took the whole face off. I realised it was just the ravages of age. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute. Radio. Frank, I'm a passive soul, as you've probably already discovered, Laura. <laughs> already, I'd like to debate that. Yeah. No, no, go on. Um, but I was pushed to breaking point this week. Oh, God. Mm. Really? Red. I saw red, Laura. It, d- it does involve some neighbours, I'm afraid. Right. My neighbours, as it happens. Um, would you like to hear what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Name them. No, wait, you can't just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to be moving no, on very that, soon I mean, after yeah. this. It's like, it's like dark clouds going across an otherwise lovely day. <laughs> Go on, what happened? Because you've only just moved in. Well, I've so. only just moved in. I got back from the show last week, feeling very buoyant and in quite good spirits, mm. only to find... Uh, I was desolate. <laughs> <laughs> large items of furniture outside my entrance. I share my entrance, Laura. I've now, heard that. No. <laughs> I'm liking the sound of it. Like, so I've always been a big fan of street furniture. Oh, it makes me feel. It makes yeah. me actually feel Junk physically sick. Rubbish. Big furniture. fat gypsy wedding. It's horrible. There no, was... I love it. You know when sometimes you see if there's a furniture shop and they've got the furniture and, and the man who owns a furniture shop will come out and sit in one of the yeah, chairs. Just to show what <laughs> I always think. <laughs> I always think. Well, I wish there was more chairs in the street for that. 
You know, they do it in a hotel corridor. You know, you walk down a hotel corridor and suddenly there'll be an armchair for no apparent reason. <laughs> I look... In case you get tired halfway down the corridor. Well, I used to make a point to that. Whenever, whenever I was with it, when I was on tour, I'd always walk down the corridor. And I, even though I'd done the joke a hundred times, I'd be with the tour manager or the support act. <laughs> and look, we'd pass an armchair and I, I'd, I'd go... Oh, I just have a bit of a... Oh, it's a bit of a slog, isn't it? To that, <laughs> to that room. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway, There's always sorry. an office chair as well. There's always a sort of thread... An office chair with foam emerging from it. Ooh. Anyway, there were bits of furniture. An empty bookcase. Don't like those. Very ghostly empty bookcases. I find an office chair is like a homing pigeon for a skip. Mm. That's what... They love to go in a skip. Well, Frank, that's essentially what they turn my entrance into, these people. Right. Oh, um, so there was all sorts. There was bin bags, 14, I counted them. <laughs> all sorts going on. I found the person responsible. He was sort of, he's the man who lives upstairs. He says penthouse, I say attic. Those sort of Shoreditch black specks, you know the type. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, well, it didn't sound like he'd hit you, though, at least. I shouted up. I said, can you shed any light on these items? <laughs> that is a yes, very... Do you like it, items, Laura? Did you say it in an inquisitive, <laughs> slightly middle-class tone of voice? Well, I'm afraid she stopped with that. <laughs> I like, items. can you shed yeah. any light items. on this? <laughs> so what did he say? He said, um, oh, yeah, we're recycling. I said, recycling? What, putting them in the street? He said, yeah, yeah, someone will want them. He's joking. Oh, he he did, oh. yes. They weren't recycled, they were abandoned. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, no. So I wasn't happy, as you can imagine. We had a small argument. He left it by saying, it's fine, it's fine, they'll be picked up tomorrow. Tomorrow, 7.30am, this is a Sunday, set my alarm, I'm not joking. <laughs> you didn't. I wanted to know if they were gone. I went out in my bathrobe, specs on, hair a bit like Mrs Bridges, and upstairs, downstairs in a <laughs> bun, my sleeping bun. Marched out, they were still there. I went up. I knocked was on it, the door. Just to get the picture mm. up, was it a hooded bathrobe? Yes, there was <laughs> a slight hood. But the hood was down. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly Yoda vibe, yeah. You've got to have somewhere to go. You can't go up with I the could, hood up. I couldn't go yeah. out in the street in a bathrobe, I have to say. I respect well, you for that. I thought I couldn't up until last Sunday. I used to have recurring dreams of, of being out in the street wearing just a pyjama jacket. <laughs> I think, I think it, yeah. I think it would remind me of that. If, if a woman is angry and wearing a bathrobe in the street, I think you listen to her. What, that's... <laughs> I would listen to her. Well, my first thought, I probably missed the first couple of sentences thinking, is that a hood or...? <laughs> she got a towel. Is that, is that a towel left over from drawing her, drawing her hair? You didn't have the big... Did you have the big towel? You know how they did the big... Like the, like the African oh, I lady wish I'd done that. Yeah. on the head? I wish I'd done that. Oh, I love that. No, but I had the belt tight, very tight. Very tight did. to signify my anger. Oh. Anyway, it was the female of the partnership of the Unholy Alliance. So, um... I said, these items are still here. Still stuck <laughs> to items. I'm glad you stuck with items. <laughs> yeah. Sundries. I said, your yeah. partner... <laughs> I said partner, slightly to want to diminish their mm. relationship. What, I said, suggesting they were living over the broom? <laughs> 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 yeah. Your partner told me these items would have been removed. He said it was recycling. That's not recycling in my book. Yeah. So, you got, um... Yeah, you got, did, you have a, did you have the book? I had a book. <laughs> It's tipping, that's what it is. I told her. Oh, Frank, it all came out. I went I went all civil servant. Fly tipping, environmental health came up. Really? There was a huge route. In environmental end, health from a, an arm <laughs> In the what end... What if it had rained, him? That's what I put to you. What do you mean? If it had rained that night... Yeah. They'd have been out in the open, am I right? Those mm. items, yeah. So no one would have taken them then. Exactly. Good point. <sighs> Blimey. In the end, she was cowed by me, Frank. She was I know that me. feeling. And somewhere. she said, I ended with me, Frank, you'll be delighted to hear, saying, get the screwdriver. <laughs> it was a bit Tina, get me the axe. Was it? Because I told her she had to take the furniture down. What, she had to dismantle? Mm. Oh, she dismantled, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and they've moved out now. You can recycle it, but it has to go via a flat pack. <laughs> we only have this This is Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a text in on 8.12.15. Speaking of furniture in strange places, why are there always white garden chairs involved when you get trouble at a European football match? <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, that could be what the stewards sit on. They're not talking about the seats that get ripped up, the plastic seats. No, I think there. when there's footage of fights going on, there you do always see white garden furniture being thrown around. <laughs> yeah, that c it could be steward seating. Yeah. 
I, I, a mate of mine paid him and his mate paid eight hundred quid to go and well, watch England play abroad. And yeah. there'd been a, a riot when they got there, and they got to their seats. There was just two metal spikes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not suggesting for a second that football hooliganism is comical, but I, I did uh, I did laugh when he told me the story. It's that decision. You know that thing you think, well, could I make myself yeah. comfortable? Or could I just get on one end of could it? Could I fold a newspaper over? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a big risk, though, isn't it? It's a very big risk. I mean, what a way to go. I think we're talking about... Uh, the neighbours. Oh, my neighbours from Emily's neighbours. There was a postscript that I... Yes, I, there was. Well, mm. I say my neighbours from hell. They've gone, those ones. I should say I've got some lovely neighbours, so I don't want them to think that. it's them, because yeah. it's Joanna and Luke who I actually want to befriend. Ooh. I aspire to be their friends. Um, very glamorous couple. They sound glamorous, the, actually. These two... Um, this pair, I'm guessing as I call it's them. Joanna Wally Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Luke, Luke, Luke the Evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> He's, um, a, he's older than her, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're lovely. This pair, as I now call them, this pair. pair. Yeah. Um, so what I did, guys, I decided I was a little worried that they might have their deposit intact. So I thought <laughs> I might let the um, the owner of the property know. Oh, Inform him. Yes. Keep him oh, up to date. Now, he's busy. Took, took he's the East German approach. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> working with Eminem at the moment. So he doesn't live here. He works with Emma. Yes, he the does. landlord yes. works with Emma. Yes. I, I've told you it's an unconventional life, right? It does. Yeah. It, that sounds, it sounds unlikely. So yeah. um, he's been informed. Let's leave it there. Has he? Mm. Oh, he's God. Is, <laughs> is someone, some man covered in jewellery going to arrive with an automatic <laughs> rifle? Oh, I don't like the sound of that. And they've moved out. You sure they weren't just moving out? That's why the furniture was outside. They were moving out, but they were dumping all their stuff there. That's why they'd left everything there. Oh. Expecting they me to just tidy it up. Out. And as they know from the note I also left on their car, <laughs> I, I'm not joking, oh, I really? wasn't happy. Scratched it with a key. <laughs> it I said, written. this is inconsiderate, and I underlined my name Would times. it have been... Wh- what if they'd put a note on their furniture saying, help yourself? Because some people do that when they dump furniture on the street, and they just put a little paper note on it going, please take this. And somehow that makes it an act of civic charity. Yeah, but that's like uh, 400 quid ONO (laughs) (laughs) on the side of a Ford Mondeo. (laughs) I love that. I love people to sell their cars by just A bit of paper in the window. I love it. Why bother with I think my... um, I remember having that. There was a people living upstairs from me. I I was living in a flat, Mm. obviously, that they hadn't just... It wasn't Anne Frank. (laughs) And Frank, I found to be a very quiet person when she was upstairs. Um, I went, um, I went up to complain about the noise at about two in the morning. I was really in a bathrobe. No, just a pajama jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would frighten me. <laughs> and um, as I um, as I walked in, I, uh, I well, I rang the bell, and they opened the door, and I I didn't take my finger off the bell. So the entire conversation <laughs> was had with the bell ringing. <laughs> I was so livid. It was like trying to reason with someone during a fire alarm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit... I went, I went very Birmingham, you know. It's a bit bit loud, you know. Down. <laughs> it was like that. But they, they, did, uh, they did turn it down. <laughs> I used to live next door to a man who had the Doberman Pincher. Oh. It was quite frightening to knock on someone's door. Yeah, they had, a, they had a glass, again. like a glass front to the door. I'd ring the bell... And, you know, ring the bell, complain about the noise. And uh, he, uh, the light would come on and the dog, I could see the dog <laughs> coming up the corridor. Oh, I don't the like glass. it when you can see yeah. them through the glass. I'd, any dog through frosted glass is terrifying. And it would, it would jump up. And, the sa- you know, the sound of dog nails against yeah. glass. I was on edge before we'd even had the confrontation. It's, it's, a, it's a very... That, that moment when you actually go around to complain... Yeah, because if your voice breaks or wobbles just yeah. a little bit, that's it, you've lost... Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. You're quite right. Mm. Thanks for telling me that. I'll be on my mind now. <laughs> my mind. Can you just tell me? Just tell me. Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a text in from Matt in Bracknell. Matt in Bracknell. I was once in the middle of a DIY job when my neighbour, who lives one door down, began playing excessively loud music. 
I went down to complain and was impressed with how cowed my neighbour appeared. It was only when I got home that I noticed I still had my heavy-duty Stanley <laughs> knife clipped to the front of my belt. <laughs> <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> I remember there was this is this is years ago. It's I mean, in a way it's a terrible story, but it's a long time ago. Uh, th- there was a, a story that somebody that had these loud neighbours and this bloke had finally snapped and he'd gone around there with a double-barrel shotgun <gasps> and he'd shot... There was three neighbours. He shot two of them. Uh, he, well, he shot all three of them, but he had two barrels, so there must have been a moment when two of them was in bits and he was reloading. Or one imagine, threw himself in front of the other. Well, imagine if you're the one, though, when he's reloading. and You, I imagine, you know that Oliver Hardy? Whoa! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Admittedly, not comedy in essence, but you know. Well, a uh, news story here that might say novelist Tony Parsons might have a problem from noisy or aggressive neighbours. Uh, when one he becomes from, uh, just a minute, <laughs> novelist Tony Parsons was going to become Heathrow Airport's writer in residence. Okay. Yes, and he. He's, he's the eighties sort of um, yeah. male lit man. Isn't was he? is it is it man man, lit? A, man a boy? Yeah. Yeah. Is he 80s yeah. or 90s? 90s. I, I think, think 90s. Well, he dresses 80s, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's deliberate. He's, yeah. I mean, he's no stranger to a Fred Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, he's going to be the yeah, writer. The writer was at Heathrow Airport, because um, apparently airports are places of extreme emotion, where people come and go and experience the beginning and end, and he's going to use his experiences to write a collection of short short stories. About? Uh, okay. About the airport. Uh, can we just have a bit... I'm just going to put a bit of a gold frame around this gag. So, like, the frame is now <laughs> on the wall. <coughs> Here it comes. Uh, Tony Parsons is going to be the writing residence at uh, Heathrow Airport. That's a bit of a departure for him, <laughs> And relax. <laughs> he doesn't look very happy about it in the photos. No, well, I don't know if it's, if it's something he'd chosen to do. I, I think his general look is yeah. uh, rugged. What you think he was... Hijacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on holiday in Cuba. Uh, it's a bit of a turnaround, really. He's actually it? sitting in an office chair. I don't know if that had been left Is outside. It? Yeah, in the yeah, picture. Right, right, right. It's got a bit I, of foam coming out. Awful. Yeah. You think he's awful? I think it's an awful idea. Oh, yeah. Dear. Right Sorry. to yeah. Residence of Airport. And they're effectively coach stations. Airport. So where will he? Where will he live? You're living one of those. Um, the toilets in Terminal Four. Yeah, that's what I heard. I live in the W. H. Smiths. W. H. Smiths. Will he Terminal be, Three. You know, you get like the Heathrow Hilton. You'll be in one of those. Yeah, right? Heathrow Hilton. It qualifies the Hilton. It's the Heathrow Hilton. Heathrow Hilton is yeah. the less sexy yeah. sister, of course, <laughs> yeah. of Paris. <laughs> so there's going to be an empty bed at the parsonage for a few nights. <laughs> Sounds like. I'll get myself down there. Get me. Get the eighties glad rags on. Yeah, I, I read. He said that he said I grew up reading Arthur Haley's novel Airport. I took a long time to read. <laughs> Very long novel. I imagine it, there's a massive leather-bound copy on the table before they went to Very bed. Very large at night. print. Old man <laughs> Parson had said, "Right, look, before you have your baths, but before that, we shall have another reading from Arthur Haley's Airport." Chapter <laughs> <laughs> up to seventeen. <laughs> The plane came roaring out, etc., etc. Little uh, slice from the home life of uh, the young Tony Parsons there. Yeah, I, I, I'll have you know that I was offered uh, a writer in you residence. Were not, not, not. A, not at Heathrow. Because there's one at the Savoy, isn't there? Which oh, yes. that would be a much better job. Kathy oh, Lett God, had that, the pun woman, yeah. Yes. Um, where uh, was your. Faye, I think Faye Weldon was the writer in residence yeah. at the Savoy. Now that that is a good residence. Fifteen hundred pound a night suite you get for three months. Is that right? Uh, well, well I was offered. I can't remember the name of that. But it was quite a posh hotel in uh, in London. I was right? offered, and uh, they said you can have uh, free room service, mm. uh, unlimited mini bar. Obviously, done their research about the teetotal <laughs> element of my life. There's Toblerones in the mini yeah. bar. Can you Google um, recovering alcoholics <laughs> before we make any offers? The Toblerones obviously yeah. would have been a temptation, but I don't know about you. I find it hard to eat one without hurting my mouth. Because well, they're sharp, pointed well, chocolate. Yeah, they are. It's, yeah. like, it's like eating an Afro comb. <laughs> I like to keep one in the boot, though, in case I, uh, in case I park on a hill. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, something. I, I, it was. I had to stay in this hotel for a week. Was the idea. It was quite uh, quite good money. What would you have to write? Was it? Well, that was a trouble. It involved a sort of... A, there was a tweet element. Oh. And 
I don't do this hotel tweet. is great. I don't tweet. do the tweet. <laughs> now the idea they said you can have free run of the kitchens and you know the, and uh, can run amok. Yeah, you know, <laughs> chat to our staff, chat to our residents, except, and then you know you just but get a sense. Pasta people doing that, then leisure breaks. Yeah, right, exactly. I I I, I had uh, I'd have had uh, full run of the. Uh, would you have worn a velvet corridor, the corridor jacket yeah. and a broad brimmed hat? I'd have. Well, I would have written on a corridor armchair, yeah. a different one every day. With, a, with, a, with an elaborate little laptop. You see, this is what worries me about Tony Parsons. He's going to be a pest. Mm. He's just going to be li- nosing around, listening to people's conversations. They're going to want to get rid of him. He'll be able to help himself to all those um, bottles of toiletries that people aren't allowed to take on the plane and get confiscated into those that, bins. That's yeah. true. He's what happens s- to that stuff? He's going to smell fabulous. Yeah. Radox showers. Those 80s jackets could do with yeah. an overhaul. <laughs> Um, four six nine <laughs> sounds like his career is taking off. I'm oh, it. Colin, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. Well, I, speaking of um, of space age things, mm. what do you mean we weren't? <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Um, I had a bit of a. St- I'm not a big fan of nostalgia. I'm not, I, I, I tend not to look back. I, I've, mm. I've even had uh, I've even had the rearview mirror taken out the car, but. Uh, I had a sudden... Uh, I, my favourite toy when I was a child was a thing called the Dan Dare radio set. You know Dan Dare? Mm, yeah. I believe I've mentioned him on the show before. He's the pilot of the future. Bit of a sort of Buck Rogers type. But yeah, sort of. Very British. He smoked a pipe. There aren't that many adventure heroes that smoke a pipe. I don't no, know if I think of, a, of, of another one. Yeah. Unless you're class Sherlock Holmes, but he wasn't really. Mm. Anyway, he... Um, I like the idea of an hero with a... All right, dare, we have you this time. We have your backy pouch. <laughs> you fiend. Oh, I need some of that chewing gum stuff. So, um, I got this thing. What it is, it's like a grey plastic console, right? And it's got two big antennae on top. Oh. And there's a little bleeper that you can bleep uh, Morse code messages. Sounds like the equipment in Absolute Radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a similar um, similar era, and, and it's, it's it's. I mean, I thought I'll get it as an ornament rather than something to play with. But I have I have twelve a few dials. I must twiddling say, the nubs. I couldn't resist yeah. it. I've sent the odd. I mean, my Morse code is rusty. Okay, are but you then su- again, so is the Dan Dare set. Are you sending it to anyone, or is it just it just across space? Yeah. To when I send uh, an intergalactic message, <laughs> I tend to begin to whom it may concern. <laughs> this, uh, madam. I don't want I don't want some alien thinking. Oh, it's probably not for me. Am I? Am I? And then turn into a friend and saying, <laughs> and then I would have missed out on all that. Mm. Lovely bit of alien language. I was quite pleased with that. I might, uh, I might keep that in my act. So, um, yeah, so it was. I, it, it's a very odd thing for me to do, but I went. Uh, I went on eBay and I paid 43 quid for this thing. This oh, is something thanks. else when the partner's away. <laughs> you buy childhood toys back. So, uh, but it's it's great. It's really is it better than you remember. Oh, it's it's just as brilliant as I remember. Yeah. It's such a basic, simple toy, but it's um, there's, there's an adjustable lamp on it that you can so that the beam goes right. You know when you're sending intergalactic mm-hmm. messages, you want to you know you want to watch them go off into the <laughs> stratosphere. So uh, yeah, I never know what the lamp was for, but uh, it's great. It's made yeah, me. I find that rather moving, Frank. Thanks. I do. It's made me uh, just think generally about... Uh, I say I don't tend to look back, but I did realise... And I don't want to get into one of those whatever-happened-to-white-dog-mess type, you know, <laughs> nostalgia-talk things. But I was thinking, how, it's been a very long time since I last fell out of bed. <laughs> As a child, I'd fall out of bed maybe once every three weeks, I would say. <laughs> and there's something amazing. You're sort of... Yeah. Sort of, you're asleep, It's obviously. It is, yeah. and suddenly... I don't know how I did it. It's life-affirming as but, well. But why have I stopped falling out of bed? If I, I, do I move less, or...? I don't do know I why you're just, looking at me for the answer. Do I just know now that at my age, if I fell out of bed, that could be... <laughs> I could be in a chair forever. And I don't mean outside Emily's house. <laughs> but I miss that. But anyway... Um, what, what, have you kept childhood toys? Was there, is there anything you... Well, I've got... Um, I had my Fonzie doll, which I have discussed on this show before, Laura, mm. at length, but he had a lovely little plastic leather jacket yeah. and little thumbs that moved upward. Well, you'd need the thumbs. Well, yeah. exactly. That's the point but of I, having it. I had the Fonzie. He was stolen by the school bully, Alex Fruin. Um, he, Way. Yeah. And then... Whoa. <laughs> 
yeah. um, a friend of mine, my friend Jonathan, uh, I don't like to name drop, but it's Jonathan Ross. <laughs> uh, he bought me the full set, which was so lovely. I had he bought me Potsy, Ralph Malf, and Richie Cunningham because I never had them in my childhood. So yeah. it was a sense of closure for me. I had a very deprived childhood, Laura. So only um, getting the funsy. Yeah, not only the others. No cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> What about was it Al who used to go? Oh, yup, 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 yup. That'd be a good doll. It's sort of a yeah. very bloodhound type man. Mm. Did you have a toy, Laura, that you were fond of? Uh, I d- I just had a, a rabbit called Cottontail, which I have to this day. Um, all the rest of my toys, my mum my mum threw away my childhood when she moved house. She just put everything in boxes and then left it outside. The house. Threw away your child. Yeah, Sounds like my neighbours. Yeah, I've oh. only got the rabbit and um some photos of me in a swimming team which are not what you want well I don't know I, I wish I had a gala experience to look back on but no I can't even swim I'd love to know what our listeners would uh, what toys they'd like to recapture but yeah. you know at the moment they're not talking to me it's one of those moments when my the whole listening um, citizenship is in a bit of a sulk and I don't know what I've said they but, are eight five seven. He's in terminal five, not terminal four. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tony Parsons. Oh, so, so he's, he's not as ill as we thought. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Um, Frank, we have another text in zero two two. I'd like to have uh, Mr. Frosty again. We were talking about toys. Your Dandere radio set. Toys we'd like to get yeah. back. And um, this is from not familiar. Well, Mr. Frosty actually may... is, my, is my pet name for David Williams. <laughs> That's another story. What what is a Mr. Frosty? <laughs> what is that? Um, Mr. Frosty used to make um ice lollies. You put ice in him. He had a little tummy. It was lovely. I used it. But that passed me by. Was this around the time of Prince? <laughs> no. The, uh, Hazel says she oh, liked my Alsatian. It was <laughs> run over in 1984. Poor thing. Hazel says she'd like to use it to make mojitos. We put the head on a plaque. I think that was all right. Why don't people do that with pets? They do it with things that they've shot in the forest. They had no relationship. People do get with. their pet stuff. No, but not. They don't have heads on a plaque ever. No. That would make a nice brooch for a middle-aged lady. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Lederer. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind Helen Lederer's head on a. That'd be handy. Nice and you know, somewhat, it'd be like a uh, stress ball. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, well, no, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. She'd like to use it to make mojitos, but um. Laura was talking about a subject very dear to your heart, Frank, the library. Yeah. So just Earlier. before the mm. uh, Mr Frosty went, was that the last mm. of the mojitos? Oh, <laughs> very good. There aren't enough um, James Fennymore Cooper jokes I want on to the hear, I want to hear your, your library story because I, I went to a library this week and, and thoroughly enjoyed myself nearly um, until the last ten minutes I had to leave because a, a man, a uh, blackberry, kept pinging and forcing me to say, shush! Like an elderly lady. A blackberry kept pinging. Yeah, I don't, like I don't know if I'll the do elderly ladies say shorts? Yes, they, well, they wear bathrobes. I can exclusively reveal they do, <laughs> yes. No, but I think, <laughs> I think proper old ladies don't need to say shush. That's shush, basic, Because they tend shush. to be deaf. Their life is a local life. Generalised. Okay, yeah, but you've got, a li- you've got a library story. Well, I don't really have a... I have so you a, have a, t- a, a history. I have, I'd rather... I have a, 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 I've got a bit of a black mark against me on the library front. I'd love to... Uh, tell me about your library. I'll come back to that. I'm, I'm, I'm not easy about it. Well, I, I, I went there to work, because I thought I'd go somewhere... To work in yeah, the library? to do some, to, some writing in the library, and oh, I... Oh, not to work at the library? No. Not to do some work experience. I'm not changing careers. Well, no, no, it's yeah. the sort of thing people would do. It's a sense yeah. of nobility, though, to go and work. Oh, voluntary work in, in a, a library. library. And, you know, it gives you the chance to Kudos. Yeah. And um, I went to do some work, and um, I was expecting it, because I always thought of them as, as these repositories for, for people who don't want to pay for newspapers. There's always quite strange people in there reading the free newspapers. But actually, it was a, it was a range of normal people. I was quite uplifted really? by that. The libraries are still thriving in my local area. Mm-hmm. In Battersea, the Battersea Library is full of people using its facilities. That's which is, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I, I they've been killed off by by internet bookstop shops. What, what, what happened was I um, I wrote an article about local libraries, mm-hmm. um, in which I um, I mean my my tendency is to be bookish and always to be on the side of anyone who reads. But I I have I find most libraries, local libraries, I go into, they're like those. You know, in in films when they go into a pirate tavern, <laughs> people, you know, there's people scarred and 
people, <laughs> everyone stops and stares. I find them quite like terrifying. People with plastic bags. Lots of people with plastic like, bags. They are quite Mr. Frosty. Oh, yeah. God. And I found that, um, you know, if you, you, you browse the books and, and there was no need to turn the pages, if you just held it open, the bacteria would turn them for you. <laughs> If I look at three books... They don't books, clean those perspex dust sleeves enough, they? Do don't, they? they don't. I tell you, mm. I, I look at three books, I have to go and have a tetanus. That's mm. the way I am. And, and also, I, I, people don't read the books I want them to read. No. They read Mills and Boone and um, Crime. Yeah. Is what they read. Large print. Murder crime. for the gentleman and uh, love for the lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I Daniel Steele for the lady. Yeah, and I don't, I don't... You know, I want them to be reading T.S. Eliot or Get Out. Well, they had quite an extensive uh, and informative. You you like the Battersea Library, then you should go there. It's full uh, of, I've, I've got full a of people reading the right kind of books. So that's what you're implying. That's what it is exactly. <laughs> what I'm. Can I say on the shushing front? I was once on a on a boss, and I don't know I don't know where this came from, but um, I I I hate people biting their nails. It's one of my real pet things, and um, this guy next to me was biting his nails, and uh, I didn't shush him, but I did. I went. <laughs> that's and, worse. That is worse. I know, but it just came out. It's the sort of thing I would have done with someone I knew, and I didn't know him. And he looked—he looked at me like, and um, he said, "What?" And I said, <gasps> "I said, he didn't. yeah." And I said, "Oh, it's really obviously." I backed down a bit. Yeah. I said, "It's really bad biting your nails." He, and then he bit them all the more. Oh, oh down to, to the down I, to the diner. I, to- I toyed with the idea of just flattening out my palm, holding it up face upwards and just knocking the bottom of the elbow yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know that thing that you can but I didn't I was too frightened but I just came out ah, ah. Frank on radio Frank Skinner on absolute radio absolute radio actually our ratings are great just that everyone else's has gone up this month and ours has stayed the same but ours is still great I'm you know I've just got to keep sh- just sure up about it I was- the Ray Jars came out oh yeah since they stopped ruling India, they've started working out... Um, <laughs> radio, commercial radio. Radio listeners, mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's a, it's a strange um, mm. strange career move. It's what I would call a knight's move. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we've had an email in from Michael Butterfield. Mm, I like the sound of him. I do, very much so. It was in response to... a Lovely top- name, one of those names that makes you smile just to hear mm. Butterfield. Lovely. Michael Butterfield, lovely. Mm. We were talking last week about silent battles, Laura just to fill you in. Mm. Um, and Michael Butterfield has said, Dear Frank, Miss Dean and the Cockerel, in this case, Laura, my father and I have secretly been deleting each other's recorded programmes on the Sky Plus Planner for about a year now. <laughs> <laughs> that is... It's amazing. I'd never dared to that in our house. <laughs> if, for example, I delete one of his numerous grand designs repeats, which he never gets around to watching anyway, to make room for a film... He will then proceed to secretly delete one of my shows from the list. I, in turn, delete another one of his, and the vicious cycle continues, and it's never spoken of between us. Ooh. That is is building. Mm. Building to something one day. That is going to erupt. This is from the woman who deletes her boyfriend's (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. I mean, some might say that was a a bigger crime. I wouldn't dare. I give them to charity shops. We have my girlfriend has basically clogged up our Sky Plus with "Come Dine with Me." No, no, something called Three in a Bed," which I bet is oh, much is duller than show. it sounds. No, that's a mm. good show. And uh, and and a whole series of something called "Trawler Men," <laughs> and she never watches them. I'll she even just say, to know they're there. just because I love, I I don't know about you, but I love the freedom of of, of watching something that's on. Um, my Sky Plus and then mm. deleting what, seeing it when it goes like from 28 to 26 the number of you know oh I love that or sort of 26 to 28 it goes up a bit I love that mm. but um, it, it's what I would call sort of dog in a manger recording <laughs> they're just there to rob me of space <laughs> not there to be watched in any way we only have this this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio Frank I've been reading about packing this week okay and I'll tell you why it's interested me. Well, you sh- you'll probably be able to guess why that's interested me. The story was that uh, women, it's been revealed, pack 44 items on average to go on a two-week holiday. 
Well, I laughed in the face of that, as you can imagine. <laughs> like, who, are these Buddhist monks? 44 items. items. That's four four hours. items. 14 items left outside. Laura, good I've got items. 44 <laughs> items in my handbag currently. <laughs> um, but Frank and I, well, we're going up for the Edinburgh Festival, so I'm packing as we speak. Frank and I are living together, Laura. I'm quite excited. That'll you are going to develop partner oppression. You think she'll stop me from doing the little pleasures? <laughs> I hope she'll be all right with me walking around in just a pyjama yeah. jacket. <laughs> the freedom. I think at first... It's the freedom. At first, they can't take their eyes off, but then after a bit, they just get over it. But I'm... I'm Because I'm quite excited. It's quite fun. It's like it's like being students living in a hall of I, residence. Are but you, we've got Amex. Are I you, love it. Are you packing the aspirational version of yourself? Are you or the honest self? You've got it in one. I'm mm. seeing it as a little bit of a honeymoon trousseau. Mm. <laughs> so I, I might even be investing in some new pieces. <laughs> a few new PJs. Yeah. A, a bathrobe that hasn't been involved in a domestic incident. A calming bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I feel... I've Shall got... I see you without your makeup? Oh, well, you will, yeah. Behind me. <laughs> She'll see you without yours. Yes. You, you have to sign an NDA beforehand, though. <laughs> okay, well, you, I'll find it. I'll just Google that, and then I'll... Non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay, yeah, I will. No, I won't tell anyone. Okay. No, no I am. I'm excited about it. I don't already... really know someone until until you've lived with them in Edinburgh, they say. Is that right? That's what you're Is that what do. they say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's, oh. I'm, I'm a little bit... I've, I have a... I, my, my packing... I've developed some... Uh, I've, because I've been on tours and stuff, I've got packing now mm. to what I would call the fine art. Mm. And I have two two approaches, which I... I don't do it on the toss of a coin. I just I, I just do it on a hunch. I And because I want all my clothes to be, you know, coordinated, obviously, while I'm away. So I've got two basic branches to my wardrobe. There's autumnal. So oh, then, then I pack all my browns, greens mm. and goldens. Mm. And then there's what I call uh, secret police, which is my uh, <laughs> my blacks, greys, and blues. <laughs> and I'll even uh, I'll even pick um, sunglasses. I've got sunglasses with a brown lens and some with a, a blue. You know, so I, so I, it's all very carefully planned out. So oh, I'll see how it goes. That's like pre-packing. Yeah, pre-packing. Well, pre-packing, what other kind of packing is there? <laughs> yeah, I tend to pack after my holiday. Well, so you've, you've arranged your wardrobe so it's easy to pack. Yeah, no, I, I just choose it, you know, it, I just... I, I know what goes with what, and I, I stick with that. And my other method of, I've developed, this is a mm. new thing, but it's, it's worked very well for me over the last, I'd say, 18 months, mm. is what I would call... I take um, clothes, I deliberately take clothes and footwear... In the in the sort of twilight of their usefulness, I know what you mean. So if I've got shoes that are, I don't know if shoes can be on their last legs, but if <laughs> shoes that are on the way out or things, I think, oh, I don't, know, you know, that hole is getting a bit too big. I'll wear it knowing that I'm not going to bring it back. Like a sort of victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know the kangaroos graveyard on Kangaroo Island, just off the coast of Adelaide, yeah. where they go and they die. It's like that. So I know I'm always coming back with a lighter load, and that. Uh, that's someone to look forward to, I think. Oh, Frank, I can't wait to have a little route through your wardrobe. Got well, Quan style. I'm, I'm taking a little route. <laughs> um, Mandrake, I think, which um, I find just freshens me up in the morning. So, um, look, if you want uh, more of this, um, then we're, we uh, you can download Not The Weekend podcast, available from Wednesday morning, actually Tuesday night, but, you know, I've got to follow the official line. And... Um, Laura will be joining us for the podcast when we're in Edinburgh. The cockerel will come. He'll be back on the fence. <laughs> and uh, that'll be lovely. End of line. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.